Welcome to episode 140 of Section 138. I'm your host, Mark Polly. As always, joined by my co-hosts, Bryson and Jacob. Uh, normally, we have nothing to talk about. It feels like we're scrounging for topics. Today is the exact opposite, and so much so that I have no idea where to start. There's just so much to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Obviously, the one, one of, or if not, the best trade deadline in history occurred yesterday on July 30th. And not just for the Blue Jays, obviously, but for the entire league. And then, of course, last night, the Blue Jays play their first game at Rogers Center for the first time in 670 days. Lots to talk about, like you said, Mark, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Jacob, how are you? I'm surprised I even woke up because yesterday was ridiculous, <laughs> you know. Like, I, I'm going to say this. The, yesterday's, I feel like yesterday's intro to the game was probably tied with the Raptors championship for the best moment that I've ever seen as a sports fan. And then not even that, like the entire day was just amazing with trades and trades that I had to warm up to, trades that I liked. But overall, it was it was an amazing day. Definitely was. And, you know, we saw Charlie Montoyo holding back tears on the field, but I think that was all of us. Uh, I was at work during the early parts of the game. <laughs> I was at work during the early parts of the game, so I couldn't cry in public and I had to actually do my job. But, you know, when I got home and I was watching the final innings and um, writing about the game afterwards, it's, it's definitely an emotional time. It's emotional that the Blue Jays are finally returning to home and returning to home in the fashion they are as a team that's trying to make a push for it. They acquire Jose Barrios at the trade deadline. They also get Brad Hand, Joaquim Soria. Um, I think some people expected more. We had Shai Davidi saying that the Blue Jays wouldn't be making this deal in isolation for Jose Barrios. But when you look at it, this is a guy they're paying, you know, Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson for, for a year and a half of top-level elite starting pitching who's going to help the Blue Jays not only this year, but next year. It's a huge addition at the deadline, and uh, I I mean, you can't get better any better than this. You could have got out, got Max Scherzer, you could have gone out, gone out, got someone like Trevor Story or Trey Turner, but bottom line, getting someone like Jose Barrios, it is beyond exciting if you're a Blue Jays fan. And yes, you can complain about the package they sent the other way, but you look at it, and now they have Barrios. They have a rotation of Ryu, Ray, Manoa, Barrios, and then Stripling or Matts, whoever you want to pick in the fifth spot, or maybe you go with a six-man rotation with both of them in it. But, man, oh, man, it is exciting. Well, also, I mean, j- just before I get into the trade, the six-man rotation is actually in consideration because the Blue Jays have, I think it's 24 games in 25 days. Like, they have a couple doubleheaders coming up, so easily you can you can do that. But... Yeah, the the deal it actually it really shocked me. You know, I was I was driving at the time that it occurred, and I get a message on my watch, and I look over, I just see breaking news. I thought, oh, I better move my hand before I spend too much time on that. But it was sort of a shock. I mean, we've talked about it all year, expecting the Blue Jays to potentially acquire Barrios or Barrios, but part of me kind of didn't think they would. Not think, but not that I didn't want them to. It just it was one of those things that we'd talk about and then maybe didn't happen until the off season or whatever, but I'm happy to have him. Uh, I think the, initially I was very upset that it was Austin Martin getting traded because I mean, I've said this pretty much all year for the past year that I really like him. I'm very excited to see him play. He represented the blue Jays at the futures game just last month. 
he is looking like he'll be an elite major league talent, talented player. And to see him traded at first, it really shocked me and it made me pretty upset, but I understand it. And I've really warmed up to it. And here's the thing us as fans, we hear stats and we, we can read stats and look at t- tweets on how guys are playing. But at the end of the day, I think it's fair to say that management, the front office, guys within the organization know a little bit more than us when it comes to who they have and their prospects. So I'm willing to trust Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro. I think they've earned our trust, really. And it might seem like a very high price to pay. I mean, Simeon Woods Richardson, look at him. His ERA is close to six in double A this season. So maybe the Blue Jays, this move might actually be a better thing for them. I mean obviously you hope guys do well but maybe this was the maybe the uh the the trade was kind of the the other team buying in on on the expectations that they'll do well and then they they give up a guy that initially or essentially doesn't really give them the return they want but i'm willing to trust them and i think that this move is good honestly i think with austin martin one of the things is i said to myself why wasn't it jordan groshans traded and Blue Jays came out and said, or, or some uh, some people on Twitter came out and said that the Blue Jays think that he has a higher ceiling, and they were a little bit concerned about the lack of power from Austin Martin. His, his on-base percentage is in like the, the high threes or in the fours right now in the minors. However, uh, I think it was Shai Davidi pointed it out that that's kind of inflated by 14 hit-by-pitches. So maybe his numbers aren't actually as good. I mean, we, we also got to remember, he didn't even play in the minors last year. Nobody did, so... This is his first year post-draft that he's actually playing. Maybe this move doesn't work out. Maybe it is too high of a price, but I think I'm willing to say, okay, Blue Jays, they still have infielders. I think that it's fair to trust management and say that this was probably a good move. And it, it helps them now. I think the, the the key thing about this deal is it helps them now, but they also have a year of control over Barrios. And Pat Tabler mentioned it on the broadcast. Maybe next season... And this season, he falls in love with the city. He's only, I think, 27. Signs a two, three, four-year deal. Who knows? And then you have quite a few guys in your rotation set for the majority of your competitive schedule. Overall, I think it's a, it's a very good deal. And I, I, I'm i happy about it now. Yeah, see, my initial reaction was, okay, well, first of all, <clears throat> there's a lot here. So I'm going to try and like go in like, as or like, as organized as I can, Jacob, we ended it off yesterday. I remember telling you I wanted Barrios <laughs> on this team and you remember that. Of course, there's a video of it, whatever. That's how we ended it off yesterday, Mark, as well. It happened. It happened. He turned into the top target, I guess, after Max Scherzer was dealt to L.A. It felt like, you know, teams like the Padres were going to kind of all of a sudden emerge and they wanted to kind of retaliate and get him. We knew that the Jays were interested back in April. This was like a report back in April about uh, Barrios in terms of him being available possibly uh, come the trade deadline. And they got him. Obviously, I was a little bit stunned by the return. I think everybody kind of was. I think after it was Simeon Woods Richardson, we kind of said, okay, um, just him, you know, that's fine. We can take it. And then Austin Martin comes into the picture. And I think that's when all hell broke loose for all Blue Jays fans. And I guess my initial reaction too, I was a little bit stunned. But, you know, I just, I go back to what I've, I guess what this, or how the baseball trade deadlines worked forever in terms of trading prospects for major league talent. And when you look at it, uh, I think it was Jeff Blair from Sportsnet who pretty much put down um, a solid scenario yesterday. And I completely agree with him. And he said in 2022, 
uh, or even this year as well, but more in 2022 because he has a year of control. Who makes the Blue Jays better, Jose Barrios or Austin Martin? And we both know the answer to that. It is Jose Barrios for next year. You got a season and a half of Jose Barrios, and it feels like a lot of people don't really understand how good of a pitcher he is. A lot of people are kind of downplaying this right from the start and assuming that the Jays completely got, you know, fleeced or whatever they're calling it because they traded away Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson. You know, that's not entirely fair, I don't think. I think a lot of people are just need to kind of realize and take a look about how good Jose Barrios is. And he's also coming from a team this year where he barely got any run support. And he's going to be getting that here. And I just, it just kind of, it got me a little bit um, angry with the fan base. Because, you know, for years we go back to 2017, 2018, 2019. And fans are livid when Ross Atkins trades away Major League talent for the farm system, livid. And we, and you guys remember this too. I'm not saying everyone was mad. I know we weren't mad, but what we saw is people got mad at that and they got mad about how this team's going to be bad for so long. And then all of a sudden the rebuild ends in what? 2020, 20. And then of course this year it ends too. And now the Jays have kind of transitioned back into buying mode. It feels like 2015 all over again in a good way. And all of a sudden fans are mad with that too. And I understand that people are saying, well, Austin Martin's not what, you know, the Jays have traded before in terms of, you know, caliber of how good of a prospect he is or not. But the one thing they all have in common is none of these guys have played one game in the MLB. And that's the way it works in baseball with prospects. It's hit and miss. Yes, there's a chance that it doesn't work out for the Jays, but it's too early to tell. And of course, there's a really good chance that it does work out. Jamie Campbell nailed it perfectly yesterday I, uh, when he tweeted that, out of all the, tr- the prospects the Jays traded in 2015, there has only been one prospect who has had a solid major league career. And that was Matthew Boyd on the Detroit Tigers. And he wasn't the centerpiece in the trades. At the time, it was the Tulowitzki trade when the Jays got rid of their top prospect in Jeff Hoffman. And everyone was freaking out because everyone was saying how he's going to be the next, you know, ace or of the, the rotation. And he didn't turn out to be anywhere close to that. I'm not trying to take anything away from Austin Martin and Simeon Woods-Richardson because that would be unfair. But based on what we know is that, we'll start with Austin Martin, is yes, Jacob, you nailed it as well, is that he was dealt uh, possibly because the team is afraid of his lack of power and his numbers prove that. He has a slugging percentage of 383 and his OPS is at 807, which is headlined by his on-base percentage of 424. He gets on base um, a lot. You know, his average is 281. And where his slugging percentage kind of reflects that in terms of a low slugging percentage is that he only has two home runs. The way baseball is played, you need power. Could this be fixed? Of course it can be fixed. Of course he can develop. And Simeon Woods Richardson, Mark, you said it yesterday too. I think you were the first one that kind of caught my eye in terms of how he's done this year because I really didn't really keep a, keep a track of Simeon Woods uh, Richardson this year. I know he had an impressive spring and that's where everyone was kind of focused on him. He has a 5.76 ERA this year in 11 starts for New Hampshire. Uh, that's obviously not the greatest. And yes, there's time for these guys to figure it out. But if you're going to upgrade your roster for major league talent, you got to do it. And for a team that wants to buy, who wants to be you know, looked at as legitimate contenders, these are moves you have to make. And the other point is, is that a lot of people are forgetting, and Jacob, you mentioned it as well, like Jordan Groshans is still on this team. Aurelvis Martinez is still on this team. These guys are still their top prospects. Um, Jordan Groshans is an infielder. Aurelvis Martinez is an infielder. Miguel Geraldo is also a top prospect, the organization's fifth prospect now. 
the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that one of these guys, including Martin at the time, were going to have to be moved eventually. You have Bo Bichette at second base. I mean, sorry, Bo Bichette at shortstop. Really, when you think about it, Marcus Simeon, how long is he here for? I'm not sure. Do he, There's a chance, of course, he signs an extension. But realistically, you have a second base. Kevin Biggio is also in the organization. There's not a lot of spots or there's no there's there's not room for all four of these guys, especially um, Groshans or Martinez. And Groshans is one that's going to be close because he's in double A. Uh, maybe at some point next year we see him. Maybe he finishes this year in triple A. But they had to move one of these guys from the start. And we were talking about this months ago. I thought Jordan Groshans was the guy they were going to move. And yeah, maybe there is a chance that the Jays think that Jordan Groshans is going to be or pan out to be a better player than Austin Martin. And I completely trust the front office for believing that. I'm glad that they're still in this organization. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that they're still here. And the other thing I take away from it is that the Jays keep their top prospect in Nate Pearson, the number one overall prospect in this organization, a pitching prospect, and we know that this team needs pitching. The Jays did not give up Nate Pearson, and it was reported yesterday that they were kind of willing to, I guess, throw his name around in trade discussions. They ended up keeping Nate Pearson. They keep their top prospect. They keep their now second prospect in Groshans. They still have Gabriel uh, Moreno, who is their third prospect and completely dominating double-A, but and of course he's hurt now. Possibly he finished the finishes the year in AAA as well. The point I'm trying to make is this farm system is still loaded, and it is still one of the best in baseball in terms of what Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro have done in terms of rebuilding this farm system. This is what they did for the past couple of years, rebuilding this system, and we know when you compete, you have to give away pieces, unfortunately, if you want to win a World Series or go for a championship. That is why it frustrates me that fans all of a sudden don't like this move, and they're taking com- everything completely away from Jose Barrios. Nobody really understands, and I'm willing to bank on it, of how good he is. And, you know, he's going to come here, possibly pitch Sunday, maybe a six-man rotation for the time being. He's going to be here. He's one of their top arms. He's here for next year as well. He's quickly going to show fans, you know, maybe I shouldn't have talked all that smack about Jose Barrios right away. This is what they needed. Everyone, all year, they don't need offense. They don't. They need pitching. We know what's been going on in terms of the lower end of the rotation, the back half of the rotation, I should say, and the bullpen. The Jays addressed both of those things, and I still think they're going to have a busy offseason this year. I'm not saying they're going to trade for a lot of guys, but, you know, free agents, of course, are going to be available, and the Jays are always active in free agency. I like this move, and I think a lot of people need to warm up to this move. Yeah, just on the actual quality of Jose Barrios, um, he's not an elite-level starter. He's not, uh, like I was saying, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole, Zach Wheeler, Jacob deGrom, Corbin Burns. He's not at that level, but he is the level right below. If it was like S-tier and A-tier, it's right next to each other, and he's been really, really good over the last three, four years in the American League. You look at the stats among AL starting pitchers since 2018. He ranks second in whip, third in ERA, third in opponent's average, fourth in strikeouts per nine innings, second in his strikeout-to-walk ratio. So it's not like he's going to you know disappoint Blue Jay fans. He's one of the best pitchers in the league, one of the most consistent pitchers in the league, can go out and give you 180 to 200 innings every season. Um, he is... A gem. He's the gem of this offseason for so many teams. And Bryson, you mentioned like the Twins didn't even know whether they wanted to move him because he's worth so much. He's under contract for next year. The Twins, however bad they've been this season, 
they still have the pieces to make a run for it. They were talking about maybe just, you know, retooling and going back at it, making another run for it next year. The Twins weren't sure whether they wanted to move him, and that's part of the reason why the price was so high. But in the Blue Jays moving Austin Martin and Simeon Woods-Richardson, like the most important thing to me that you have to remember is the fact that these rankings and what we know about these players is based on you know, what we saw from them in 2019. In the case of Austin Martin, it's what we saw from him in college in 2020. This is not updated stats and updated numbers because all the scouting reports, all the prospect rankings, it's all based on games that happened such a long time ago with Austin Martin. Zero professional games. That's what his scouting report is based on. Simeon Woods Richardson, you're going back to 2019 because he was at the alt site in 2020. There's so much time for things to change, and obviously the Blue Jays understand their own players, they know their own players, they have all these metrics, their own scouting reports, they know what's changed. They know that Samuel Woods-Richardson, like you said, 5.76 ERA, apparently the numbers are a little bit worse than he's actually been, but he's been struggling with his command, um, which is exactly what he relies on to survive, Um he has had a lot of walks, 5.9 walks per nine innings. Um, that's an area of concern for the Blue Jays. You look at Austin Martin, he can hit. He has great hitting tools. He was supposed to be one of the best raw hitters in the draft when the Blue Jays took him. But like you said, now the Blue Jays are coming to understand power could be a problem. So you look at these guys, and yes, Austin Martin, you know, top 15 prospects in baseball. Simeon Woods Richardson, top 70 prospect in baseball. But those numbers don't reflect what's happened this year. And um, J.J. Cooper, who's a writer for, I think, Baseball America, he tweeted this. But in their midseason rankings, both of those guys were slated to drop a lot in the ratings. So that just gives you an indication of don't read into everything you see on the prospect rankings. Things have changed. These aren't the same players we were talking about before. And um, the last thing I want to say, Bryson, you were saying, like, if they make this deal, people are going to yell at them. If they don't make this deal, people are going to yell at them. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And, you know, we saw with Brad Hand, who we'll get to later, but Blue Jays acquire Brad Hand and, you know, people come out and yell at the Blue Jays saying, what are you doing? Like, this isn't enough. Getting a guy with a, whatever, 3.6 ERA out of the bullpen, that's not going to solve the problems. And then you go out and get Jose Barrios, one of the best pitchers on the market, and people go, what are you doing? Why are you going out and spending all this money on this guy? He's too good, right? He's costing too much right now, and it's – you just can't win. You you can't win either way. <laughs> people are going to hate it if you do, hate it if you don't. It's uh, – you can't win. But um, bottom line, I think, you know, the you, you have to understand that what we know or what we think we know about these guys might not be up to date and the Blue Jays – sure as hell know a lot more about them than we do at this point. And one thing I'll just mention quickly, for well, two things. One, some people don't deserve to have Twitter because <laughs> I look through Twitter. I look at the trending. I think the word fleeced or something was trending yeah, on it was Twitter. Trending in, it was trending in <laughs> baseball and then uh, Major League Baseball, they were posting on Instagram about <laughs> the Blue Jays' return to Toronto and everyone was just saying yeah, fleeced. That y'all got yeah, fleeced 20 got minutes fleeced. ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, some people need to get off social media. But last thing about Jose Barrios, he's actually having his best season of his career right now. And I think that's something a lot of people need to remember. He has a career ERA of 4.8 or 4.08. However, except for his first season where he had an 8.02 ERA in only 58 and a third innings, Every season has been four, an ERA of four or below. And I mean, 
There was one season where his ERA was four, which was last season, although he only pitched 63 innings. However, 2017, 2018, 19, the two years that he was an all-star, pitching 150, close to 200 innings, ERA was all relatively high. It was okay. It was high threes, but decent. You know, you you get that as a starter, and I think that's a a success. However, in 121 innings, 121 and two-thirds innings, 348 ERA, and Blue Jays, they're getting a good guy. They're getting somebody that will solidify the rotation and it will be a piece for next season. I mean, we talk about maybe last year, the Taiwan Walker deal. Yes, he had an ERA under two in his time with the Blue Jays. Maybe this is similar, except the only difference is you get an extra year of control. And I think a lot of people need to remember that this is a very good deal. Yes, it, it might seem like a high price, but when you really dig into this, Mark Spiro and Ross Atkins might have actually just... Uh, might have been the ones that actually fleeced the twins. It might be the other way around. Well, be careful. You don't want to say that or <laughs> else you're going to get completely canceled for saying that. So, <laughs> But anyways, yes, for Burrios, a first-round pick in 2012, 27 years old. He's young. Uh, other than 2020, because 2020, we, we know kind of that might be a little bit of an asterisk, and it is. But other than that, each year his numbers have gotten better. So maybe this is a guy that gets better each year, and we, we see that a lot. He's coming over to a team that's going to give him run support. We know this. And here's the other thing, too, is, you know, everyone was talking about uh, this past offseason. Yes, the Jays got George Springer, but unfortunately, they were lacking with their pitching. And we know that, and it clearly it came back to bite them this year. And, and everything we were talking about coming into the season about their pitching was pretty much spot on. They already checked off a box for next year. They already have Jose Barrios locked in for the rotation. Like, are we not seeing this at all? And a lot of people didn't even realize that... He was under team control for next year. A lot of people I see on Twitter or even just commenting on pictures um, or posts, a lot of people thought he was a rental. And I'm just like, you can't be... Like, learn the details, people. Learn the facts. Know who he is. And it just feels like people are treating this guy like he's a scrub that the Jays pretty much dumped two prospects for. And that's how I feel about it. I'm not saying every single Jays fan is behaving like this because I know that there are some that kind of understand the move and understand why the move was made, which is what, and I am one of them who understands why, but they already checked off a box for next year. Now you can prioritize on trying to re-sign Robbie Ray, maybe re-sign Marcus Simeon as well. It's going to be tough to get both of them, but I think that at least one of the two can come back and I would definitely bank on Robbie Ray coming back more than Marcus Simeon. That then, if, and if you lock in Mark uh, Robbie Ray for next year, there's four solid guys right from the start. That's already a much better rotation than this year, and we're in July of 2021. They're already checking off boxes for next year. I'm just saying, and they can also focus on the bullpen. We're going to get into Brad Hand in a sec, and I think it comes back to another thing with Brad Hand is that you know if people are going to complain about giving up uh, prospect Riley Adams for Brad Hand. I mean, are, are you okay with watching Rafael Dolis and Tyler Chatwood coming back, pitching the eighth inning every game? Because if you are, be my guest. But I would be that you'd be the first to know if you're one of those people that want <laughs> those guys coming in. And Brad Hand is a solid reliever who's had a solid career, a 364 career average, and I believe it was last year as well who led the league in saves, or it was tied for the total. He's a solid reliever. Yes, he's been up and down this year, but he's also coming to a better team now. And, you know, he's definitely going to be better, and he's definitely better what the Jays have. And for giving up Riley Adams as well, it's a similar situation. You have Gabriel Moreno, who is your uh, top prospect. He's your third prospect now in the organization. You have Reese McGuire, Alejandro, Alejandro Kirk, 
um, Danny Jansen. You're also crammed in terms of your 40 man uh, 40 man roster with catchers. You know, it's a good problem to have. It is, and I credit the Ross Atkins and Mark Chappelle for rebuilding this farm system, for creating these problems. But there's not room for every single one of these guys on this team in a couple of years. And you have to remember the pieces that are already here, like somebody like Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You know, where are all these guys going to play? And we know that the outfielder, the outfield right now is also something that's kind of crammed and it was crammed coming into the season. You know, I just don't know why, you know, they just can't make a trade without people being at peace with it. And then if they don't trade, like you were mentioning, Mark, if Barrios, let's say he goes to the Padres, Blue Jays fans would be freaking out that the Jays missed out on this starter. And then all of a sudden it's back to the Fire Shapiro and Atkins train. And we've seen that for so many uh, years. It's just... You can never win, like you said, but Jose Barrios is going to come here and you just hope that he can pitch well, win the fans over early, and somebody you got to get used to because he's going to be here next year as well. And it's a solid, solid add to the rotation. And yes, he's not a Max Scherzer or you know an ace in terms of DeGrom, but he's right under there, like you said, Mark. I wouldn't even call him uh, Tier 2. I'd call him Tier 1B. Like He's like right under them, and it's not by much. He's not even... He's not 1A in terms of those guys. He's like a 1B. And that's why I am completely happy with this deal. And I understand the deal. And I think it's the deal that the Jays needed to make. Uh, The last thought on giving up prospects is just that like a prospect is a lottery ticket. It's something that has a chance of working out, but in most cases it won't. And I think, you know, you're giving up a lottery ticket to get the actual winnings of the lottery. And that's what we're seeing with this trade. So yeah, um, damned if you don't, damned if you do. But let's talk about Brad Hand, the other big name the Blue Jays got. Um, like we said, he doesn't have great numbers this year. He hasn't been the pitcher he's been in the past. Um, there's been some questions about whether uh, sticky stuff has hurt him. Um, and, you know, you look at his numbers since the beginning of June, they're not all that they're normally cracked up to be. But still this season, pretty good. 3.5 ERA in 42 games, 21 saves. Uh, 43.2 innings, a whip of 1.168, and if you're looking at his FIP, it is 4.3, which of course, not great again, but his ERA plus of 111, so he's got the numbers there to be a solid reliever for the Blue Jays, even if he isn't what he used to be last year for Cleveland or in previous years as an all-star closer. Um, The Blue Jays need bullpen help. It's as simple as that, and Brad Hand helps do that. You don't give up much. You give up Riley Adams, who you know, long-term doesn't really have a future with this organization anyways. Um, Danny Jansen is going to be the starting catcher. Um, Reese McGuire, Alejandro Kirk are going to be involved in that picture. Eventually, some of them are going to be moved or dropped or DFA'd or whatever to make room for Gabriel Moreno when he comes up. So there's no room in this picture for Riley Adams. The Blue Jays flip him for a reliever who's going to help him this year. To me, it makes sense. I don't think a lot of people were complaining about this deal when I said people were complaining. It wasn't about giving up Riley Adams. It was about getting Brad Hand, who isn't, you know, lights out closer. But I think it's a good deal. It solidifies the bullpen for the Blue Jays. And even if Brad Hand isn't the best closer in the world, he bumps everyone down an inning. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have to go to Tim Meza in the eighth inning. You can go to Tim Meza in the seventh inning or play matchups against lefties. You can hold Jordan Romano in the ninth. And then, you know, in, if Brad Hand is in the eighth and Tim Meza is in the seventh or whenever it's against lefties, that bumps, you know, all these other guys down a notch. That bumps Kirby Sneed if he's still with the team. That bumps him down a notch. It bumps 
all of these guys down and puts them in lower leverage situations and gives Charlie Montoyo more flexibility and the influence of that can't be understated. And you look at some other deadline deals the Blue Jays have made in the past, Jason Grilly, Joaquin Benoit, like these guys don't have great numbers, but just their presence on the team, the impact they have on the team goes far beyond what they do themselves on the field. So um, I'm a fan of this deal. It's, uh, I think, far less controversial than the Berrios deal, but I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I completely like this deal. And yeah, it's just another option for Charlie Montoyo in late inning situations. And just going back to previously is that, you know, you'd rather Brad hand pitch than someone like Rafael Dolis in the eighth or the ninth inning. And it gives you another option. Of course, the Jays uh, made another move after that with uh, acquiring Joaquin Soria, but uh, that's another good ad. And Brad Hand, yeah, we, we know Brad Hand from last off or this past offseason. He's actually somebody that the Jays pursued. And at, at the time, it came down to the Jays, the Mets. I think those were the reported frontrunners at the time. And then the Nationals came out of nowhere and took Brad Hand and signed him. So uh, it was just, what was it, just a one-year deal. And going back to last year, too, just Cleveland kind of let him go at the end of the year for... No reason. A lot of people weren't happy. And yes, going back to last year, too, he did lead the league in saves with 16 in 21 games. And uh, it was one of the best seasons of his career last year. But, you know, previously from that, too, he's had a lot of solid years. And it's just a really good ad in terms of a track record that he's had. And he gets to come here, too, and gets to pitch lights out from the bullpen. Got to see him yesterday. A little bit of a rocky start. He didn't cover home plate. But um, I think they ruled that an error anyway. So he didn't get charged with the earned run. So other than that little hiccup... He did have a decent um, appearance or a decent de- debut as a Blue Jay. So I'm happy with Brad Hand. And yeah, you understand this move. And yes, going back to what I said too, in terms of the catchers being jammed, I'm, it's also, you know, it just gives you a, a sense to why uh, the Jays gave up Riley Adams. And, you, you know, like you were mentioning, Mark, too, there's not a lot of, um, there's just doesn't seem like the window is open for him in terms of a future here because of the loaded catchers. And, you know, Moreno, who's the third prospect, a lot of people are praising him. And this move also kind of clears the way for him to make the jump to AAA when he gets back because I believe he is dealing with a broken hand. I believe that's what it is or something fractured. And when he comes back, he gets to finish the year with uh, AAA Buffalo. And then perhaps in some point in 2022, maybe midway through the year towards the end, you can see him possibly make his MLB debut time will tell but um, and we know too that the Jays are actually looking for catchers at the deadline they were reportedly interested in Jan Gomes who was a here in 2012 I believe he played about 40 games here in 2012 and he ended up going to Oakland and, and part of the Josh Harrison deal so the Jays were looking for kind of uh, temporary you know help in terms of catchers or for the catching position maybe that kind of tells you that Danny Jansen is going to be out a lot longer than you know, we're expecting or what he was, he missed out from before. So got to keep an eye out on that. But for Brad Hand, he gets to come here and yeah, it just simply bumps people down an inning. You can use him now maybe in the eighth inning. And he's also um, has 21 saves this year. So even if you want to use him in the ninth, if Jordan Romano needs a day off, um, you can use him in the ninth inning and you have other options. Don't forget Adam Simber, who was acquired. You have Trevor Richards, who's had a decent start here as well. And then you, of course, you have uh, Tim Meza, who's had a really good um, bounce back year coming off of Tommy John surgery. And yeah, now Joaquin Story is also in the mix, who's a good depth reliever who you can maybe use still in the middle to later innings at the most. And it just makes this bullpen so much better. And because of the corresponding move to make room for Barrios on the or sorry, Barrios, I got to get used to that, on the 40-man roster, Tyler Chatwood was designated for assignment. In other words, we may not see Tyler Chatwood again, 
Luckily, uh, Blue Jays fans may not ever have to see him in person. He might go down as one of those guys who never got to pitch a game in Toronto as a Blue Jay. So I don't think a lot of people are complaining with that. And that's kind of what this move does. It opens up the door for the Jays to be more flexible and to have just have a deeper bullpen itself. Takes the workload off of someone like Rafael Dolis. You can use him in the middle innings now because we know that he struggled this year. And the Jays have other lefties too in the bullpen that are good for maybe later in the games in terms of Ryan Barucki and Taylor Saucedo. It's 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 looking good. The bullpen's looking a lot better. It's been the weakness all year in terms of blowing games late. You know, you feel a little bit more confident now when you're heading in, I guess, the, the later innings with the lead. We saw that for, uh, firsthand yesterday. The Jays were up 6-3, uh, and then they allowed one run. But either way, the Jays held on in terms of Brad Hand coming out, making his debut. And Tim Mesa before that came out as well for a solid inning of work. And then Jordan Romano came in and shut the door. And what a play to end the game yesterday with Santiago Espinal catching it with his bare hand. Just what a way to end it in terms of the first game in Canada this year. So a lot of good things on the rise. And, you know, regardless to, I got, I guess I want to ask you guys, since the trade deadline is officially done, um, are you happy with every single move the Jays made? You know, I'm, I look at it and I wanted one more reliever. And I think I told you this too yesterday, Jacob. I wanted one more reliever and I wanted a starter. They got, and this was after the Brad Hand deal. So they got Joaquin Soria, which is the one more reliever. And of course, they got Jose Barrios, who is another starter. It's going to be interesting to see how the Jays handle this with their somewhat six man rotation. I believe Jacob was correct in terms of Charlie Montoyo saying that they're going to start it off with a six man rotation. That's going to give some competition between Ross Stripling and Steven Matz for that last spot because. You know, going into maybe middle to late August, early September, you feel like this is only a temporary solution in terms of a six-man rotation. Perhaps either Stripling or Mats move to the bullpen, which can also make the bullpen a little bit more deeper. It'll be interesting to see how that's handled, and I'm kind of curious to see who's going to stay in that rotation because of it. It just makes the team deeper, and if one of those guys ends up in the bullpen, it makes it better, of course. So this is a solid trade deadline for the Jays, and even going back, like I mentioned with Trevor Richards and Adam Simber, the Jays addressed the bullpen. They had about four arms to the bullpen, four arms that we didn't see on opening day. They got Jose Barrios. This is a this is a good trade deadline for the Jays. Yeah, I, I think honestly, if to the people that don't think that this was a good trade deadline, I just I don't know what they're they're thinking right now. Because you gotta think. The Blue Jays they had weaknesses. Their bullpen was god awful in the the later half or the later portions of the first half of the season starting rotation was very depleted at, at points those those areas of the team needed reworking they needed to be improved now uh, you and I Bryson we mentioned this yesterday adding a Trevor Story or any type of impact bat is only going to help the team so much because they're already good in that area like okay maybe you get Trevor Story first of all you got to figure out where you put him now I mean the Blue Jays will make room for him he's a good player but Adding adding an impact bat is only going to help you so much if your offense is not the problem. And the Blue Jays, like I didn't even think they were going to get a starter to be completely honest. But I'll take Barrios. He's a he's a good option for this season and next season. So I really I don't know how you can really be against it. Price might be a little high for him. We talked about it. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. the The acquisition of him and the, the prospects they gave up might not even be as as big a loss as I think a lot of people are expecting and give it to Mark Shapiro Ross Atkins they have good prospects they have depth and they made use of it like at at what point is 
you know, you take Austin Martin, say he comes up to the majors, Jordan Groshans, like eventually all of these guys are going to, they're going to need playing time. And that's just solely how things go. And the Blue Jays, like they, they had needs to fill. They needed a better bullpen. They need, they didn't need, like you mentioned Trevor uh, or not Trevor Richards, uh, Brad Hand, how he's not an ace. He's, or he's not like the lights out closer, but I don't think the Blue Jays need that. They just need guys that are decent and that's what they got. So it's overall very good trade deadline. It makes the team better. Yes, there are a few rentals, but the price wasn't too high for the the guys that are uh, not under contract for next season. But I, I think overall it was, it was a massive success. Yep. If I had to rate this tra- trade deadline, I'd probably give it an A-. minus. Um, maybe that's a bit low. I don't know. I think I'm a big fan of the moves the Blue Jays did make. I think the reason it's an A minus instead of an A plus is just the moves that they didn't make. After moving for Jose Barrios, yes, he's on the team for next year, but I would like to see him make another addition um, after him, after they got him for someone like Jan Gomes, someone like Trevor Story, um, someone like maybe even Chris Bryant, who we know was on the market and who ended up moving to the San Francisco Giants. So I would have liked to see that extra step that one additional move um, for the Blue Jays to make to add an impact bat help them down the stretch give that extra jolt to the lineup kind of like what we saw with Troy Tulowitzki um, in the counterpart to the David Price deal in 2015 so I would have liked to see that and that's why it's an A- minus for me Um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad deadline it's a very good deadline for the Blue Jays and I think the moves that they did make we knew as much as we didn't know um, how many trades they would be making and how active they would be. We knew at the very least that the deals they did make would be focusing on improving the team right now and improving the team in the future. And the deals they made did that besides Brad Hand. Um, Joaquin Soria as well. I think he's only contract only on contract for this year. But again, um, the, the big deals that they made, they improved the team for this year. They improved the team down the line. So got to be happy with it. Um, A- minus is... The final grade for me, I'd say. I'll go a little bit more. I'll be a little bit more nicer. I'll give it an A. Um, I just, I really like the moves they made and I really like how it pans out for the future. And yeah, they could still make more moves or they definitely could have yesterday. But, you know, this move, like I mentioned, crosses off one box for this winter. They can focus on other things as well and get better and continue to make that jump because their competitive window is starting. It already has started and. Unlike 2015, it's going to be open for a lot longer than two years. It's going to be open for hopefully multiple seasons, which is why that, which is why I'm happy. And to close it off, Jose Barrios makes your team better, more better, or makes your team better than 2022, while Austin Martin doesn't. And that's just because Austin Martin is still developing. But of course, you wish nothing but the best of both of those guys because they're a really good talent for sure, and they're going to help the Twins organization for sure. But Jose Barrios, massive addition. And I think fans are going to like him once he starts pitching games for this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fully agree. I, I'll probably, you know what, I'll go A as well. I think, you know, like I said earlier, the Blue Jays, they had needs to fill. They did it. They didn't destroy the major league roster in order to do that. They didn't trade a, a guy that, like a key guy on the roster that impacts the team now in order to do that. They, they worked with what they had. They have a lot of depth and they made the team better for this season and next season. So it, it, it overall, it was. I'd have to give it an A as well. Yeah, overall, very happy with how it turned out. Um, the last thing you mentioned at the very beginning, Bryson, but um, the Blue Jays returning to Toronto yesterday, and we talked about it a little bit. 
Um, we will talk more about the actual game, I think, in our series recap, which will probably be coming tomorrow or the day after. Who knows? Um, we did want to record today instead of yesterday after the series against uh, Boston because we knew that the trade deadline would be happening. Lots of moves would be made. We wanted to get everything involved in this trade deadline recap. But yeah, if the Blue Jays, you know, they make these deals, now the next step is to win. And of course, they're playing the Kansas City Royals, but they got to win. They got to go out and actually do the thing against the Royals and against other teams that they're going to be facing. So that's what we need to do now. And they did it last night. And hopefully they can keep doing it down the stretch. And you know, who knows, maybe we end 10-11 in a row like we did in 2015. Maybe we don't. Either way, um, it doesn't all hinge on this year. It can move into next year as well. That's the the final solace I'm hanging on to for this trade deadline is that even if it doesn't work out this year, you still improve the team for next year. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, okay, I think we'll wrap up things there. Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode of section 138 it's an incredibly exciting time to be a blue jay fan we can't wait for the game later today and tomorrow and every game after that because you know it's much watch television at this point the blue jays are underdogs in the wild card race the teams ahead of them improve the teams uh, at the top of divisions improve so really they are in the thick of it they're underdogs but it's going to be exciting to watch down the line um as always, you can rate and view our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can find our podcast on YouTube, and you can watch our episodes there. You can support our podcast on Patreon, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Section138Pod, and you can always suggest things for us to talk about or uh, give your controversial opinions and how you disagree with us, because I'm sure you do. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up there. We'll catch you either tomorrow or the day after. Talk to you then. You know you like that. Come on. You know you like that.